CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. On this episode, you'll hear from founder of the Corcoran Group and Shark on Shark Tank, Barbara Corcoran. She gives her best advice from years of entrepreneurship and investing in small businesses, answering questions on the top of every entrepreneur's mind. She spoke with my colleague Christina Partsinevelis as part of CNBC's Small Business Playbook event on December 14th, 2023. Here's their conversation. A lot of people recognize you from Shark Tank. I recognize you from Instagram as well. And you, But the other side of you is that you also started your own real estate firm and you actually grew it into a billion-dollar corporation. So I want to get your advice on a lot of the entrepreneurial side of things. And you had previously said 2024 is the year of the entrepreneur. Why is 2024 so special for business leaders? Because the pandemic is still with us in our memory and with our business practices. And this is the year that welcomes the newcomer. You could be new on the block. You can knock your big competitor out easily with fresh thinking, new ways of delivering your service. It's really the idea that a young person new to a business can totally redefine the space and really win the game. I, I know you've written many blogs and, and you have lots of advice in terms of like top seven, top ten. I've read, I've read a few. But for 2024, uh, given your your take right now, what would you say are the, the top three pieces of advice that you would share with business leaders listening? I would say, number one, you have to remember that you have what it takes to build a business. A lot of people are self-doubting themselves because we've come through a period of time where things operate differently, but you have to have confidence in yourself. You have to know that the little guy has the corner on the big guy. He can outcreate them any day of the week. So you should be going into the year feeling you have an advantage. And third, you have to decide exactly who you want to be. You can't just wing it anymore. You have to decide exactly who you want to be on day one. I knew I wanted to be the queen of New York real estate the day I opened my firm, and it provided a roadmap that I followed that picture of that queen of New York real estate. I followed every day of my life. Given you what you just said right now, then, does that mean that you always have to want to be the best in whatever field it is? You can't just be like another player in the field if you're starting a new company and you notice there's an opportunity? Is the mindset, you know, you have to be the best, that's how you'll strive for success? You have to decide you're going to be the best and you have to be by nature very competitive or you're not going to succeed in any kind of a business. You have to be a competitor. And if you dream big, you might not reach there, but you'll stay in business and you become somebody. But you can't shoot low. You just won't get to, you just won't stay in business. You have to be overcoming obstacles all along the way because business is nothing more than a bunch of roadblocks that get in your way. So if you're the type of person that you like to take a hit on your head and you like to stand back up right away or you find a way to stand back up right away, you're going to succeed in business. And that never changes year from year. Could you recount a moment in your previous life of the real estate world where you doubted Mm -hmm. your choices. Did you ever doubt it or, you know, hit a major roadblock where you're thinking, you know, am I doing the right thing? I doubted myself at times because my competitors didn't take me seriously and I wondered if I should take myself seriously too. I knew where I wanted to go, but I didn't get anyone's respect. It was an old boys network. I was the only woman-owned firm. Everybody else was owned by a rich guy. Every other firm was owned by a rich guy and it was worked by women. So 
they didn't give me any respect. I couldn't be heard. I couldn't make change. I was an outcast. And but then I took a while to think about that, and I realized being an outcast was an advantage. To be invisible, nobody sees you coming. And nobody saw me coming until I was right on people's butt coming up their heels <laughs> and taking over their market share. I wonder if that pertains to what you wrote in your, you had a blog, uh, Seven Lessons for Business, and you said there were two kinds of people at work. Could you describe those two types of people? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. There are containers and expanders, and you should know the difference between the two. There really are only two kinds. An expander is somebody who wants to see how far they could go. They're very good at sales. Everything about them is how far can I stretch? What could I do? What could I do differently? Who could I recruit? How could I market better? That's their whole headset. And then the other opposite, which you need in business just as well, is someone who knows how to contain, to make a system of something. So if something repeats itself once, they organize it. They don't like to spend money. They corral money. They save money. They ask all the hard questions before you spend the money. That is a container. So when you're interviewing someone, you really ought to just not ask about their resume or even, I don't even look at resumes. I'm just trying to size them up and trying to figure out, are they an ultimate container? Are they an ultimate expander? and how could I take advantage of them? And if you work with your opposites, it's always a winning combination. I want to get into maybe more specifics just about the entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur and growing mm -hmm. your business next year. And we actually have a few audience questions. Siva asks, what is the best mm -hmm. way to seek investment capital in this current environment? And I'm going to add on to that because we knew that just in the last year or so, there's been not there's been a slowdown in investment. So do you believe that's going to be the same type of environment in 2024? Yes, I think it will continue. It will be hard to get your hands on money. And the best and easiest places to get money is from Shark Tank itself. <laughs> if you haven't applied, you ought to get on the show, right? I'll probably buying your business, maybe. Uh, but more important than that is I truly believe that the best way to fund a business is use your own cash. I had $1,000, believe me. I was very careful with every nickel I spent. When you have somebody else's money, the money goes. It goes quick. You don't spend it on the right things. You're not careful in building your business and making the right moves. It's an advantage not to have money and to use your own money because you slow it down and you make the right choices. If you don't have your own money, is it better to go for friends and family first over, you know, outsiders? Most people do because it's more comfortable for them and most people do because Friends and families will often give you the money even if you don't have a good idea, <laughs> whereas a professional investor is not going to give you the money. However, I think you have to ask yourself the question, what if I can't pay them back? How are you going to feel? Is that going to be okay with you? I could never answer that question well, and so I never borrowed money. Just for this environment, and just very briefly then, if you were to go to Shark Tank, how much money could you potentially get? What's the maximum? Oh, we've... we've I think the biggest deal was $3 million. The average deal is probably $150,000. Okay. But it's not about how much money you need, really, that says yay or nay on Shark Tank. It's how good is your presentation and how solid are you as an entrepreneur. Uh, speaking, well, somewhat speaking to that, Keith, one of our viewers, wants to know the primary reasons for a business to succeed and then possibly, you know, what stands out when businesses fail? Well, I do believe that there's two main reasons most businesses fail, and I've had a lot of failures and I've had a lot of wins. I've done, been doing this a long time. The most important thing as to why an entrepreneur fails with his business, and it's totally dependent on the entrepreneur, not the business he's in, is because he didn't have a clear vision of who he wanted to be. You can't get to where you want to go if you don't have a clear vision. And the second is, they aren't comfortable taking a hit. Somebody smashes them on a hit, you reach an obstacle, you got to get right back up. And you know what I found? The real difference between the phenomenal entrepreneurs that I've worked with and the entrepreneurs that never make it is not really how many hits they take, but how long they take to feel sorry for themselves. 
you got a minute to feel sorry for yourself. you got to get back up. And almost like a jack-in-the-box, say, hit me again. I'm a sucker. Hit me again. Let me get back up. And if you have that in your personality and you get better at it as you go, you're going to have a huge success. You're going to be very rich one day because that's the magic ingredient that most people don't have. So that's pretty much confidence then, what you're describing. It's, it's beyond confidence. It's tolerance also. It's like most people are afraid to be embarrassed. Most people are afraid to have the wrong answer. Mm -hmm. Most people are afraid of what the world thinks of them. No, you have to have the confidence. Yes, definitely the confidence, but that's a growing confidence. How do you learn your confidence? You're not born with it. You learn it by falling down and getting back up. So, but you have to be able to do that over and over again and really say, I believe enough that I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it, and eventually mm -hmm. your business is very big. What about just uh, you know taking that first initial leap? Because we actually had an audience uh, member, Joy, who uh, you know has a full-time job and is scared about moving over to a side hustle. So how do you, what mm -hmm. do you give as advice for those that are you know making that transition? Well, you know you can have all the passion in the world about what you want to jump into and quit your day job, but that doesn't pay the bills. The minute your side hustle is able to pay your very basic expenses, you should leave your job and get it going. Most people wait too long. They wait and they say, hey, I ought to have two, three years worth of money to see myself through. No, you find a way. When you're in the street and you're naked and you got to find the clothing to get the business going, you find a way right away. But the minute you have enough overhead, you have to live somewhere to pay a regular overhead, you should quit your day job. Most people take too long. Get it out of the gate. You don't have to get it right. You just have to get it going, really. I have uh, one last audience question. I'm going to join them together from two different people, Bismol and Ed, who yes. both ask about creating a cost-efficient, effective way to promote your business. So marketing and turning, you know, uh, the exposure into actual sales. What would you say based off of your experience? You know what? Uh, you do get sales with great marketing. It's, it's the best way to generate a lot of sales and do it quickly. But you have to keep your message short and clear, and most people don't. The mark of an entrepreneur that's just getting started and is going nowhere is they have a long dissertation as to what they're going to do. You should take a lesson out of the page book of Burger King, have it your way, or Nike, do it. <laughs> it's got to get that message right across. So you got to call your message down until you get it so sharp, and then you blast that message out because people will hear it and people will get it. That was founder of the Corcoran Group and shark on Shark Tank, Barbara Corcoran. She joined us during CNBC's Small Business Playbook event on December 14, 2023. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share with your friends. You can visit CNBCevents.com to learn about upcoming events and how you can join us. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.